Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 134, Attack of the Cybermen. My name is John, and joining me as he does every time we talk about men in suit, or man in suit, depending, or woman in suit, or just person in suit, is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. <laughs> hello. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I am uh, rip-roaring and ready to go. Excellent. Uh, I can't really report anything too interesting going on over here. Yeah. Just I wish I could be in L.A. Yeah, I'm just in L.A. Living, living that L.A. life. I guess so. Apparently. I don't know what that entails, but I'm I'm doing it. I would say traffic, but we've talked about your commute before. No, not that bad. Still not I that know. bad. Some good Shut stuff. Shut up. Just, yeah. Yeah. Bay Area traffic, man. How are you? I'm good. I, you know, uh, unlike last episode, I now don't have staples in my head, and I'm now a year older, so. Perfect. Yes, yes. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. Goodness. Thank you very much. What'd y'all do? Just hang out? Have a good time? Yeah, it was a pretty chill day. Good, good. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Uh, I now have a 13th Dr. Sonic. Yay. Um. What else? What else? Oh, uh, uh, Kobe got me the little like Lego Dimensions Doctor Who. Oh, little figure things. Even though I don't have the game, um, right? And right. I went and I started going through the directions and I built the first thing and it says now load the game for the rest of the directions. And I'm like, oh, boo! <laughs> Luckily, there are lots of like YouTube tutorials of like here. Here's what you would see on the screen. So yeah. I was able to build them. Uh, but yeah, good times, good times. And uh, saw my family the next day for lunch. And yeah, Perfect. I am now older. Yeah. As we are all the time. But hey, I've got something kind of exciting going on that I wanted to share with the listeners and, and, and with you because you've kind of been like, hey, I'm bored. Throw me some paranormal topics. Um, <laughs> uh, and boy, how I. Um, so friend of the show, Olaf Phillips does, uh, uh, paranoia magazine. He does the paranoia podcast and they, they'd taken a hiatus for, for quite a while. And, um, I, I literally just hit him up one day. I said, dude, I, I miss the podcast. Is there anything that I could do to help, uh, get it going again? And he's like, well, no, actually we're, we're starting it back up, but I would love if you would come on every now and then. Um, and join us. And I'm like, that would be great. When do you record? And he's like, Wednesday night at 10. And I'm like, I'm in bed. I'm typically asleep <laughs> by then. Um, but I could record a little bit for you. Um, and so uh, we came up with the idea of topics from a time traveler. Um, so I, I get to uh, throw them a topic uh, every now and then. I think they're going to use the first one this week. Um, so if you are into the strange and unusual and you want to uh, hear me show up every now and then with the sound of the TARDIS behind me, uh, please, by all means, check that out. So I have subscribed. Yes. Hooray. And what what happened, I believe, to cause me to go down this uh, this rabbit hole and is boy, is it 
what man what was i i was looking up something and then it gave me i think it was like top 10 things you won't be- i can't remember what it was but it was kind of these clickbaity title spooky things yeah oh i asked YouTube. you if you had heard about what was it slapped ham oh yeah which is a youtube channel i'm not exactly sure where man i i wish i didn't tweet so much because i'd be able to find exactly because <laughs> i think it was on it was last week i was i can't remember what it was i was looking for but it was um it was in the corner like it was in the corner and it was like hey watch watch this mm-hmm. and i was like oh okay and then i just kept watching and watching and then i said hey taylor guess what i'm doing yeah and i got all sorts of excited because i'm like Ooh. oh here we go this is what i was doing i was watching uh the trailer for a star is born which has become a meme in recent oh, okay and uh, uh one of the videos it recommended this is what it was 10 tri- time travelers that may have been caught on tape oh yes okay okay i remember looking at that one after you said oh have you heard of this yeah channel? and then from there i just kept watching and watching and then i asked you hey do you this is what i've been watching and then i think you what did you say to me oh have you heard of the skinwalker ranch yeah oh, and then yeah. That was pretty much the end of my my weekend. Not really, but it was the end of my work week. <laughs> yeah, there's a documentary that's just been released called The Hunt for the Skinwalker, um, and you can get it on Amazon and probably some other stuff. Yeah, it's like um, 11 bucks. Yeah, it was, and that, that was if you want HD. I'm like, I'm watching this on my phone. SD is fine. I can do 10 bucks. <laughs> um, and, and, it, and it's really good, and that part of Utah is just freaking weird just apparently super so freaking weird and there's yeah. a lot of um i listen to a lot of paranormal podcasts um and there's a lot of people talking about skinwalker ranch obviously because this has come out there's another great um one a author named david polides who does this missing 411 uh um people who literally just i mean like almost literally disappear like in national parks and stuff and it's yeah. like an epidemic kind of thing and that's uh, crazy we could do an entire you know uh podcast we could a weekly podcast we will not oh no. god no we're about to dive into being weekly on this podcast yes I'm we are trying to mentally gear up for that goodness all right yes well i mean that's that's some further insight to what we're doing when we're not watching Colin Baker run around. But anyway, let's, right. let's get to some who news here because we've got some good stuff coming. Oh, there's some great stuff coming yeah. up, especially earlier today, which was tonight in England. And you're listening to this at least tomorrow. Um, anyway, the Doctor Who red carpet premiere happened in Sheffield mm-hmm. with Jode, Jode, Jode. Mm-hmm. And everybody, I just, I like. I like hearing her name in, in, in that kind of Yorkshire <laughs> accent. I like it. Um, I saw some pictures and stuff. It looks like it was an absolute blast. Um, and now there are people in the world who have seen the first episode, and I'm wickedly jealous of them. Yes, early reviews. People are saying, you're going to love it. Well, I should hope so. Yep. Um, BBC America, I, by the time you are listening to this, ladies and gentlemen, BBC America is hosting a 13-day-long timey-wimey countdown to the 13th Doctor. Yes. So they're basically reshowing all of New Who, not in order. <laughs> yes, interesting. I would at least hope they've got any two-parters together, but yeah. I, who knows? 
We'll see, I guess, or we Who won't. Knows? Or we won't. Yeah, that's right. Oh boy. Oh, life is busy. Yes. Um, now, if you happen to find yourself in the town of Southend on Sea, uh, in England, on October seventh, which is now less than two weeks away. Yep. <sighs> Woo! I know the it's Doctor happening. Who Appreciation Society is throwing a premiere party. Uh, I believe it's at a uh, a pub, the name of which I can't remember, but I will have a link to it in the show notes. Um, so you can check that out if you happen to be there. That would be great. If not, hopefully you're throwing your own premiere party. Yes, hopefully. I think, uh, actually, I need to talk to Lauren about that. I'm very sure we're, we will be doing that as well. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Um, well, the British Film Institute, fancy upstanding folks that they are, they, they are hosting a screening of earth shock no. uh, complete with a q a session with just matthew waterhouse <laughs> so it just ends on his the credits roll on his star and then yep. the lights come up and he's like yep i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> any questions yeah it actually it's not just matthew waterhouse um it's uh eric sayward uh the writer will also be there uh, okay um so we can you know people there can ask uh, Eric being like, so you just kill off Adric, did you? <laughs> um, so the screening's happening on Saturday, the 17th of November, and tickets go on sale. Well, frankly, tickets are on sale. If you're listening to this, tickets are on sale. Tickets on sale now. <laughs> Check it out. <clears throat> so let's see, what else? Oh, Christopher Eccleston has written a memoir. Uh, it yeah. comes out this month. It's called I Love the Bones of You interesting yes i uh I, I can't wait for some quotes to come out from that uh i i would be curious because it does talk about his time on doctor who of course um it well naturally um but it a lot of it actually also deals with um uh family people close to him who who have suffered from alzheimer's hmm. uh, and such and and how he's kind of dealt with that as well oh okay um, if you're interested in reading it, we'll have a link to it is in it, the show notes. And, oh, it comes out this month. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I didn't see an exact date. So I'm like, mm, we're almost at the end of September. It's might be out now. Yeah. Should be, should be out now. Maybe anytime now. Well, um, let's see. When do books come out? Taylor Tuesdays. Are they Tuesdays? I believe it's Tuesdays. Yeah, so sounds about right. maybe tomorrow. That's the last Tuesday, Tuesday of the month of the month. Yeah. Yes, it is. So yeah, it we'll is. See. We do not have uh, another Tuesday after tomorrow. No, we do not. Um, now we've also got a little bit more official information and stuff for uh, yeah what we're gonna see here. Oh in... boy! I know, I know. So obviously, in a couple weeks, we have the woman who fell to Earth. Uh, the week after that, we have episode two, the Ghost Monument. Oh, there's a name? There is a name. Ooh, the Ghost Monument. And and there's a synopsis. Well, I don't know if it's a synopsis. I don't know. Still reeling from their first encounter. Can the Doctor and her new friends stay alive long enough in a hostile alien environment to solve the mystery of desolation? You, and just who are Engstrom and Epso? You had me at... What did you say? Oh, man. The Ghost Al Monument? No, the alien hostile alien environment oh yeah you had me at hostile alien environment right well all right good good very excited very very excited for this 
Um, let's see. Oh, 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 and we got how could I forget? We got a good proper minute long trailer. A proper trailer, as they say. Um I'm excited. Oh, it's it is uh um, <laughs> I mean it used yes. it used uh 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 what was it, that Macklemore song again? Oh god, yeah. That's the only problem that I personally have with it. I just if th- this is the extent of the modern songs we will hear. <laughs> I'm fine with it. You know, and, and I, I mean, I agree. I, when you first hear it, uh, you're kind of like, this doesn't really fit with things. But if you listen literally I mean, yes. very closely Lyr- to the words, you're like, lyrically, oh, okay, I see why you chose this. Yeah, lyrically it makes sense, but... Yeah, yeah. Whatever. But it does it does seem a little, like, off. I'm like, really? We're okay. Yeah. All right, sure. But I'm excited. I mean, there's some neat stuff. I can't wait for... Um, I mean, just looking at some of the spaceships alone. Oh yeah. Um, along with everything else, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it just looks fantastic. I'm 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 very pumped. I mean, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yep, we will indeed. Um, now, Missy may not be coming back to our screens, yeah. but Missy is coming to Big Finish, and we might literally have an eargasm yeah. over it because, gosh, I just love listening to this woman talk. Perfect. Very excited for this. Yes. Um, I love how the, I guess, I love how the the acting community of Doctor Who has really uh, opened their hearts to Big Finish. Mm-hmm. I think that's Most great. Definitely. It's very, very cool to see everybody just, like, getting involved in you know, it's just further furthering the expanded universe of Doctor Who. Exactly. And it is due for release in February 2019, just in time for Gallifrey 1. <laughs> just in time for Gallifrey 1. And there is no note here, but speaking of Gallifrey 1, uh, it, it's probably Tuesday morning. You're you're listening to this. Uh, you've probably seen that you've, you've got an alert on your Facebook. Uh, and, it, oh, look, it's from Gallifrey 1. It appears that they've announced a new block. So you're welcome. Yeah. That's yep. just how it goes for us. Uh, but yes, they they did it. They did announce that starting this week, they're going to start announcing more guests. So, yep, just in time for us to have already recorded. Yes, as such is life, such as this podcast. Indeed. Uh, the last thing I'll add with this big finish that I'm kind of excited about is that we actually get uh, Rufus Hound playing the meddling monk. The meddling monk is going to be back, oh, too. Were we <laughs> just looking up the meddling monk? Or I was looking up the meddling monk for some reason. Okay, that is awesome. Yeah. Oh, the time meddler, yes. Yeah. So this is this is, this is going to be good. I'm excited for this one. Oh, and he, he is also in the Dalek Master Plan. I forgot about mm-hmm. that as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. The meddling monk. Goodness. Well, lastly, uh, in the news this week, uh, we pay tribute to Xenia Merton, who played Ping Cho in Marco Polo. She has passed away at the age of 72. Yes, the completely lost Marco Polo. That's right. No episodes of Marco Polo, only audio and stills. Yep. Which is, uh, that was my first, I was like, ooh, this sounds great. And then uh, I didn't get to, didn't get to watch it because it doesn't exist. But that is, it was very sad. I hope we, I hope we, uh, you know, we can recover these lost episodes and maybe pay a little tribute. I think that'd be great. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Some people have colorized it too, which is interesting. Uh, 
they got a good box of Crayolas, I suppose. It looks very good. I mean, from, yeah. you know, the stills. I mean, I guess when it's one still, you have enough time to figure all that out. Yeah. But uh, huh, very sad. We've been doing that a lot, I feel. I feel like, too. I'd like to go a few weeks without having to it's, record uh, any more passes. starting to feel like a wrestling podcast, Taylor. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Anyway, it's time. It's time for us to talk about our last classic episode until 2019. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, This week, we watched Attack of the Cybermen, starring Colin Baker as the Doctor. Nicola Bryan as Perry. Doctor. Doctor. Terry Malloy. Terry Malloy. Yes. As Russell. Uh, Not Davros, as we otherwise know him. Whoa, really? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Wow. And the amazing voice of David Banks as the cyber leader. It was directed by Paula Moore. There's an asterisk next to that. Is that a mistake? Yeah, mostly, well, it, no, it's not a mistake. Okay. <laughs> There's an asterisk there for a reason, but okay. it was written by Paula Moore. Oh, written by Paula Moore and directed by Matthew Robinson. It first aired January 5th and 12th of 1985, and it is the first season, or it is the first story of season 22. Goodness gracious. Great balls of that little cocaine substance that when it reaches 10 degrees explodes. Okay. There you go. That's what happens in this episode. Yes. Anyway, since I've bumbled through that, let's go with the story notes. (laughs) Well, there is some contention over who exactly wrote Attack of the Cybermen. It was written under the pseudonym Paula Moore. Uh, but Paula Woolsey and Eric Sayward apparently worked together to write the story. Now, with sorry. contributions from Ian Levine. Go ahead. Let me cut you off here. How Please. come Paula got her name, and Eric and Ian? They didn't like. They couldn't have com- combined the last name to to be something of theirs. You would have to corner any of these people who are left and ask them. I'm guessing it's Paula. It should and be, more people. It should be Paula. Oh, that's great. That okay. Ah. Never mind. It should honestly be Paula Laward. I think that would be interesting. Uh, sure. That that would work too. Or Savine. Yeah, like that, the Slovene. Sure. <gasps> oh no. Anyway, sorry, Taylor. <laughs> anyway, Ian Levine claims that he wrote the narrative, which was then developed into a script by Sayward. Sayward denies this and affirms that he wrote the final script and the majority of the narrative with contributions from Levine and, to a minor extent, Paula Wolseley. Oh, the story is the last in which a pseudonym is credited <laughs> as the writer. I can't imagine why. I know, right? Jeez, get over <laughs> it. <laughs> Um, we have a, a very, you know, interesting and entertaining uh, situation in which the doctor almost fixes the TARDIS's chameleon circuit. It becomes a an ornamental wardrobe, a pipe organ, and a metal gateway, and then finally goes, you know what? Nah, I'm better as a police box. Yeah, interesting. We'll talk more about the chameleon circuit a little later. We will, indeed. So the story had the working title, The Cold War. Should have went with it. <laughs> I, you know, but didn't they? It, didn't we get a Matt Smith one called the we Cold did. War? We did. That was we with uh, the the Ice the Warriors, Ice Warriors. Yes, the Ice Warriors. Uh, Russian submarine. Yes. Oh man, that and one was very good. That was a very good one. And honestly, I think that episode is much more befitting of the title than this one ever would be. Fair, fair. But it's cold, and they're fighting. Yes, cold fight. Yeah, cold fight. Freezing sure. fight. <laughs> 
uh, Icy Fisticuffs. There you go. I like that one. Now, right. of course, I mean, you know, of the, the Cybermen are in it, so you need an of the, so we all know. Oh, that's true. Icy Fisticuffs of the Cybermen. There you go. Perfect. All right. All right. New, better title. <clears throat> so this is Terry Malloy's only on-screen appearance in Doctor Who playing a character other than Davros. Yeah, that's... Uh, and, and a whole lot less makeup, obviously. Yes, definitely. Terry Malloy, good job. I know. Good. This is kind of neat to see him, but I'm like, hey, I recognize him. <laughs> he was a delighted Gallifrey one this year. Yes. Very, very nice guy to talk to. Well, lastly tonight, the story introduced the sixth Doctor's spiritual equivalent of the sonic screwdriver, a portable sonic lance. After the screwdriver had been yeah. written out in the episode, The Visitation. Sonic Lance. Yep. Very interesting indeed. Yeah, it wasn't quite as Lance-like as I was expecting. No, no it was not. But it was definitely very 80s looking. Yes, that it was. All right, Taylor, as always, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so uh, take it away. Ah, the Doctor and Perry, hot off the rocky honeymoon that was the twin dilemma, answer distress call on Earth that finds them facing down the Cybermen while sort of teaming up with some bank robbers who are actually have to steal a time machine from the planet Telos. In the middle of all that, some shiny bubble wrap girls get mixed up in all of this and, well, characters die. Characters die indeed. So, Taylor, right off the bat, I couldn't believe... At one point, we're we're on the surface of this planet, and then we're walking. I'm like, oh, we're we're at our third story now, and we're walking along, and then this hatch opens, and then our other story is there. And I went, oh, we're on the same planet. <laughs> yep. I was like, oh, well, that's great. I I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought we were this other story. I, ha- I was like, where's the story going? But then it's going up to the surface. I found yes, I found out we were actually on uh, Mondas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at that. Anyway, back to the beginning. <laughs> but the story <laughs> did have a lot of meat on it. I thought it was very, very well told. Uh, and this is such already like a a story later. This doctor is already a million bajillion times better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And 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 you're right. This this story actually. You know, starts to go in one direction. I really, I, I'm trying to remember if I had ever seen this one before, and I couldn't recall. So this is basically seeing it fresh, right, for me. And um, uh, you know, it definitely is a story that you know starts leading you down one path, and then it's like, nope, this is what's going on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, we're going this way now. All right, I'll, I'll roll with that. Sure, a lot of twists and turns. And any story that can kind of keep me guessing in terms of that, I'm gonna like. Yeah, I mean, de- definitely, I think for the most part, I mean, there are some twists and turns and some classic stories we watch, but this one got me pretty good, I would mm-hmm. say, where it's just it's just like, okay, oh, that guy's a bad guy? Wow, I'm surprised. Oh, wait, he actually wasn't? Mm, interesting. Yep. Um, yeah, but uh, let's talk about this intro. Let's go back. Let's circle on back. Okay. Um, I love this opening title sequence with the flashbang and it's like doctor who this is what you're watching we just <laughs> fl- flash yeah. the screen here it is and um i the first thing i noticed off the bat is uh we're in the i believe we're in the sewers to start things off here 
And yes. this is a pretty intense set for Classic Who, unless they were yeah. actually in a sewer, which I don't think they were. It, no, I'm pretty darn sure that was a set. So, I mean, good on them. Good on the production team here, putting yep. together a, a very believable sewer. Well, yeah, and and I was uh, very entertained by the the uh, the worker who did get attacked. We have Attack of the Pixels. Um, yes, we've got the, those great '80s effects. The Cybermen vision. Yes, always good, always <laughs> good. Yeah, there's a lot of effects going on in the first minute and a half here mm-hmm. because the Doctor is seemingly trying to once again uh, fix the Chameleon circuit. This is back to back stories where he is. I know that was not done intentionally. Very strange. Um, (laughs) But uh, he go. He's trying to fix the chameleon circuit, and we get a little lightning effect and an explosion. A lot of explosions in this too. Um, Yeah, a lot of explosions. A lot of lot of gunplay. Yeah, a lot of Cybermen falling apart pretty easily. (laughs) Um, I uh, (laughs) there's some there's some interactions between Perry and the Doctor here that uh are are very interesting he claims that he's as stable as he'll ever be oh right and i'm like oh that's not a good sign (laughs) he boops her on the nose Mm -hmm. and then he says i won't hurt you i promise and my note for that is you choked her in literally the last story (laughs) the story previous to this you were choking her (laughs) and 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 my note at that same spot is yeah but about that last episode (laughs) yeah seriously Good goodness. Mm-hmm. I have G-Force written down. Oh, it's because we're traveling and the G-Force is making everyone's voice sound weird. Mm, yes. We're traveling and a traveling. Yes, get... more special effects brought to you by a wobbly mirror. <laughs> and pretend... I always love those. And pretending that uh, you're sideways when you're really not. Exactly. Um, we've got... We're, we're in 1985... Oh, because he's trying to take... Uh, he probably feels bad at this point for being an insane person. And he goes, Perry, let's go on vacation. Let's go somewhere. Yep. And he tries to go to... Well, he ends up going to 1985. And we are also met up by, as I called them, the heist bros. That, that works for me. They are all bros. They are heisty. And they seem to be evil. Well, at least the main guy seems to be evil. Yep. And he he really reminded me... Of someone, and I never went back to see <laughs> if the actor who played Litten was in something else that I recognized. Litten, yes, he's not the Pokemon Litten. No, okay, just, it's just and it's, that out. It's L Y T T E N, T T O N, T T O N. Man, oh boy, I was just spelling it all wrong. And he seems there's something going on. Gustave is his first mm-hmm. name. Look at that. He yeah. was played by Mor- Maurice Colborn. And he was um, in he was in Resurrection of the Daleks. Yes, because we find out that he actually uh, in, in part two we find out that he worked for them, but he claims he didn't. More on that later. <laughs> uh, oh, I got dis- I got distracted looking for his name and how I spelled it incorrectly. That's nah, all right. Do we ever find out? Okay, well, let me don't uh, let me not hop hop ahead too far here. So. We actually find out that the doctor does indeed fix the chameleon circuit. And my only note is it took him like seven seconds to fix this, yet Tom Baker fell off a freaking tower because of it. <laughs> Probably the best observation of this entire story. <laughs> so 
if you're following along, Colin Baker, smarter than Tom Baker. Well, he, he's at least, he's learned from his experience. Yes. He's, right? Yes. He is he is technically a more mature, at least age-wise, uh, doctor with more experience. So he's like, oh, I'm going to take another crack at this. Oh, hey, look, I got it fixed. Uh, no, radio t- no radio telescopes around. And I wasn't led to something else to fall off a radio tower. Exactly. Um, we are still like, I do, I do enjoy that our newly, somewhat newly regenerated doctor can still not get Perry's name correct. Oh yes, that was that was interesting, he, and and Perry is quite pink, at least in the first part. Yes, of this story. Holy moly! Goodness gracious! But I mean, she changes into something similarly pink. Correct. Yes. Yes, but slightly more what jumpsuity? I think. Yes, I love. What was it? Those Cybermen are like she needs to change to so she doesn't freeze. And I'm like, why do they care? Yeah. <laughs> It's so strange. It's it's better than, you know, you offend our sensibilities, you know, put on something more modest. (laughs) That would have been hilarious. Cyberman prudes. What is this? (laughs) What is happening? Um, Yeah, holy references, Batman. Jamie, Zoe, Zodin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Goodness gracious. Um, So, actually, I forgot to ask or forgot to point this question out. I have ominous policemen. Were those policemen Cybermen? You know, I, I get the feeling that they were, um, because just just their mannerisms they remind me of other times that we have seen. Yeah, people who have like Silver Nemesis, people who are under cyber control. Right, right, right. Hmm. Um, obviously these these uh, these cops did not have big silver headphones on. Right. Yes. Yes. They did um, not. So it it wasn't super clear, but watching their their behaviors, their body language, whatever, it it seems as though uh, they were. Hmm. Well, I mean, this did not stop any. I don't want to get ahead. I I keep wanting to get ahead of myself because I enjoyed the story so much. There's just so much <laughs> wackiness going on. But we forgot to mention that the when we first land in 1985, the Doctor and Perry leave the TARDIS and they go well, this looks kind of familiar mm-hmm. well at least the doctor says and then when they leave the TARDIS and then they come back and <laughs> and the doctor says look Susan yep and she's like I'm not <laughs> Susan and it's Totters Lane and it's Totters Lane yes where it all mm-hmm. began kind of sort of well basically yeah that's where it all began which was very nice it's like oh this old dump uh, <laughs> literally um sideburn guy gets killed just sad that's what i referred to him as a sideburn guy um i'm I, sure he had a name in the credits somewhere i'm but. sure he did um the, the we did mention earlier that the tardis turns into an organ and yes. i loved that it plays first of all i love that and then i also love that the doctor plays the organ and then the music plays on its own, like it's an own version mixed in with the the background music. I thought well, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a nice little touch there. This is very cool. Um, <laughs> there's also a nice little gag between Perry and the Doctor where she's like, Doctor, like when he's stepping over the opening in the floor. Yeah. And he looks at her like, the there. he looks at her like, yeah, I see it. Like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> clearly I'm stepping over it right now. Um. Clearly, this doctor is still figuring out who he is. 
Uh, but yeah. he, he 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 he's not afraid to uh, punch a policeman on the head and jump on his head like he's a Mario villain, um, <laughs> and then just beat the hell out of him. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And then, um, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the same scene. Perry picks up the gun, proceeds to ditch the silencer. <laughs> And and pack heat for a while. Yeah, she uh she ends up throwing sand in the other policeman's face. Yes, yes. And then she takes his gun. And then I love the doctor in the police hat. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. And they head down into the sewer, and this is where they find a Cyberman. Yeah, right. For, There's um, <clears throat> isn't this the part where the oh the, they the meet up wall. Yes. Slides back and it's like, boom, Cyberman, yo. Look at all them Cybermen. And then uh, <laughs> I feel, is this the same? Oh, no, this is not. This is not it yet. I've, this is, okay, so when they find the Cybermen, it's um, Lytton and uh, the bald guy. Yes. So they're the first ones to find the Cybermen, and he <laughs> shoots one of them. Uh, the bald guy does. Right. And then that's when they surrender to the many Cybermen. And if I'm not mistaken, doesn't doesn't he like like I don't know, blow a coolant line on him? Like isn't there like just green coolant flying everywhere? Or oh yes. Echo cooler or something? Yes, he he bleeds like a predator, basically. <laughs> Which I just saw Predator and it wasn't that bad. No? No, it was alright. Alright. Anywho Lytton is, he's saying a lot of stuff about the Cybermen, like he knows all about their business, which is very interesting. Yes, very all of a sudden, it's like, wait, you know more than a, than a shady uh, thief should know. What is going on? Are you working with these guys? And this is, I think, when our third, well, what I thought was our third story comes into, into play, and we've just got a bunch of dudes working on a rock quarry. Yep. We had to squeeze a rock quarry in. Meanwhile, on Telos. <laughs> Meanwhile, elsewhere. Wasn't that, wait, wasn't that Mondas? No, Mondas, no, I, no, Mondas, Mondas has had already been, been destroyed. Been, or, yeah. yes, it had already been destroyed. So we're on, we're all on Telos now. So, uh, they, they are there, they're working, and then these two guys are like, we're not going to do this. And they kind of, I think, don't they just hit the head off of one of them? Yeah. And they run away, and I also love that half the other people, and by half the other people, I mean everyone but these two guys, they could not, they don't care at all about the uprising that is happening. They're like, well, I'm just going to chip away at this rock a little longer. Well, and I, and I love it because when, when they run off and he's like, no, no, grab the head. It's like, quick, yeah, come on, grab handles. Yeah. (laughs) Goodness. And, Uh, and, And the one guy, I mean, the one guy of these two guys, he is angry. He's like, oh, he's very angry. Angry. Well, I mean, when your arms and legs have been replaced by cyber parts, I guess that's what happens. Well, and and it's funny because, and maybe it's just something about this actor's facial features um, being kind of sharper. And I'm, I was actually kind of reminded of Angry Capaldi. Oh, like I'm like I could see an alternate universe where where a young, you know, kind of early post punk. Uh, Peter Capaldi plays this character. Okay, I could see that, um, and and does it just as well as this guy did. <laughs> oh boy! So we head we head back after these two guys run away. We head back to just the doctor who's just he's just laying out dudes left and right in this episode. 
Mm-hmm. He is a crime fighting man. Uh, we find out that the the person that is down there with them is an undercover cop, which is first twist. Yeah, Russell yeah. Terry Malloy's character. He's like, "Hey, man, I've been fo- I've been following these dudes, and what's going on?" And he's just like, "Well, I guess we need to figure it out. What's going on with Lytton? Because he seems to know more than he's letting on." Exactly. Then he's then he's litten on. That he's litten on more than he's litten on. There you go. That's the uh, alternate title. I like that. More than he's litten on. Oh boy, puns galore. It's fine. I'm fine with it. Uh, I know that the cyber leader is the cyber leader because his head is a little bigger. Uh, let's be honest. The uh, the cyber controller here is bald and kind of chubby. Yes. He actually is kind of chubby. Yes. I'm like, Cyber would be chubby? I guess so. I, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then Linton also seems to know a lot about the doctor as well. Mm-hmm. So he's using all this information to be like, don't convert me. I'm going to, I'm fine just the way I am. I know about the doctor. The doctor's here. And they're like, oh, that guy? We don't like him. Yeah, exactly. And. Uh, the Dr. Perry and our undercover cop, played by someone we've never seen before, uh, they head back to the TARDIS, and th- this is a very violent scene. Oh, yes. Holy moly. Let's talk about, we get into the TARDIS, The there's a surprise Cyberman in there, he grabs a hold of the Doctor, the Doctor kind of shoves him off, and Russell shoots this Cyberman in the mouth. Seriously, like Twice. straight in the mouth. <laughs> he shoots him like, in the Like real mouth. close up too. Yes, like point I'm blank. Like, yeah. In the mouth twice. And then he just explodes. And then the doctor's like, well, let's not uh, be hasty here. There's probably more. And there are. And then we get like this absolute super cut uh, of people shouting no. Yes, we do. And it's the weirdest thing. I don't know how they, why, or why they chose to edit it this way, but it was like, no, 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 no. And like, guys, seriously, just a couple. I think we're good. It basically ends on Perry laughing, which was (laughs) very funny. Like she screams no, but she's also trying not to laugh. But before we venture into part two, who is this Matt Black Cyberman? Oh, yes. Can we talk about this for a second? Because, yeah, we totally have this Black Cyber. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it is excellent that the Cybermen are inclusive and we are having <laughs> cyber people of color. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, but, but, again, he was just kind of in the background. Yeah. Where, you know, where we, did we he need come to have from? A speaking role. We need, we need more inclusion, cyber people. I'm trying to see if I can find anything about it. I didn't see anything anywhere, uh, at least in terms of, of of pulling story notes and stuff together for this episode. But yes, we literally have a black Cyberman. So nearly all were <sighs> silver in color, except for a black variety in the London sewers. That is the only mention we get of it. Weird. So they're just, what, covered in muck? I have no idea. I very I... much almost didn't say muck, but you know <laughs> what I mean. I mean, is there an explanation for the Black Cyberman? Who are Some, you? Where did you I come don't know. from? Hit us up on Twitter if you know. Yeah, let us know. Because, I mean, 
I'm I've done a quick Google search and I don't see anything about oh what would you find are the um there are black and then in parentheses it says stealth so <sighs> maybe they were well because they were in the sewers and 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 the sewers are dark and so <laughs> leftover from the invasion what the episode the invasion I I assume so I'm on BBC's site. Oh boy! And yeah, that's that's what they're. Hmm. There are black stealth Cybermen leftovers from the invasion. So I, the invasion is uh, an episode. Yes, interesting. Okay, which why don't I know this? The invasion. I feel Doctor like it's who. an early. It's it's second Doctor. Yeah. Oh, okay. you know why we don't know anything about this? Because we haven't watched it yet. Well, and because it's partially missing. Oh, okay. This was the first incomplete serial to be released with full-length animation reconstructions of its two missing episodes. Oh, huh, okay. Maybe we should look into that for 2019. I think so. That would be interesting. That was something I, I, you know, as a strange side note that we're talking about right now, that was something I wanted to look into, was I've seen that some people have animated the missing episodes Mm -hmm. so i think that would be something interesting to see i'd always take a crack at that but it would just be a a flip book (laughs) i'd read it oh thanks you are welcome i you know i gotta say you don't really see anybody marketing a toy sonic lance do you no no you do not i think that's a spot in the market that is missing i yeah it is i believe i believe that to be true to be very true. <laughs> I I think since we are in the beginning of uh, part two here, we should recognize the fact that um, after Russell picks up one of the cyber guns, he accidentally totally shoots the TARDIS. Yes, he does. Oh, that's like, very funny. I forgot about that. that. You shot the TARDIS. That was that was he picks up the gun and is like, whoops. Like almost immediately, <laughs> that was yep. very. That's very good stuff. Yeah. So the Cybermen have taken over the TARDIS, and they go, "Hey, we want your ship." And the Doctor goes, "Haha! I pressed three buttons, and now we're going to self destruct." Yes. <laughs> and unless you do this, and I love that it's like, "Well, why should we do that?" And the timer's at twenty seconds. I'm like, we don't have time for this full blown conversation. Mm-hmm. Just believe him that his. His entire ship will explode. So they go, we got to, is the, who takes over the ship? Do they take over the ship or does the doctor drive them somewhere? Does he use them as an No, I seem to remember seeing that. um, Yeah, here, I've got a note. So Cyberman can just drive the TARDIS? Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that was a little weird. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Interesting, but I did love as the TARDIS disappeared, uh, there was organ music playing. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And this is where we find out that he, uh, that Lytton also worked for the Daleks, apparently. Right. And I was like, wait, really? When? And I I had to go back and, uh, uh, check TARDIS Wikia to see if this was just something that was said and wasn't ever actually seen, but no, no resurrection he, of the Daleks. Yeah. He's actually in, he's in it. Yeah. He is there being all sneaky. And, so 
We should we should add that one to we should to 2019. We definitely should should just have everything we're gonna do in order so we can just tell the people everything. No good heavens, no surprises. That planned. Uh, (laughs) No, exactly. Um, So the doctor seems to know what has happened to Mondas, Mm -hmm. and Lytton is taking a great deal of pleasure because it's like, doctor, what's the matter? Yes, doctor, what's the matter? He doesn't want to seem to answer the question, but then he immediately answers it in the next scene. Um, <laughs> and I, we get one of my favorite quotes from this. Uh, it turns out that Mondas attacked Earth in 1986, and I believe Russell says, 1986? Well, that's almost now. <laughs> Which was my favorite line. That is a good one. I uh, That might have to be a ribbon. Oh. 1986? Well, that's almost now. That would be excellent. Uh, yeah, we and I've, I've we already got two planned for next year, so I've, I'm I'm full up. Yeah, I'll help you make it, but I think that one's yours. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I got to get to work on these anyway. Um, <laughs> let me tell you, I think my favorite part of this entire story was the. I think you referred to them as zombie Cybermen. I just referred to them as rogue Cybermen. Oh yes, yes, these zombie Cybermen. They were uh, the best. Part so the TARDIS uh, we land on um on t- on tele- Telos Telos yeah we land on Telos and the TARDIS is a gate now which I found very entertaining it was a weird one I I I liked it and I love we we exit the TARDIS and I believe Russell says what happened to the organ and Perry says do you really want to know and it's like it's an organ just tell him it wasn't really an organ that's all you need to say is like it can sw- it's like a one it's a throwaway one minute line mm-hmm. goodness and we're we're marching down these halls and <laughs> I watched this a couple of times um this cyberman is just like hanging out and through through the wall comes the kool-aid man's arm and he just punches <laughs> off this cyberman's head. Yep, to which to which my note is simply raffle. Oh my god, super punch! Yeah, this dude is um, this dude That's is crazy. just punching away. And I guess for me, Taylor, uh, we haven't done this in a while. But does the zombie Cyberman is he does he qualify for the Duggan scale? I you know what I agree. We have not done the Duggan scale much justice of late. I know, um, it's been... and I am I am so glad you remembered it. And yes, where would I, you, I will put that up there. Where would you say he would be on the Duggan scale? Now, he, he knocked, I believe he punched a Cyberman's head off. Through a wall. Through a wall. And then I feel like he also he punched off a Cyberman's arm as well. So he's I'm, just uh, destroying stuff. For for the sheer surprise factor that to, to get me to do notes all in caps, I'm going to go for the nine. Oof, wow, a nine. I was, I was, hey, I was that surprised by it. And maybe that's just a, an emotional reaction. Duggan also did smash a wall. So he did among other things. So many I, other things, you know what? I, I don't know if I want to go as high of a, high as a nine. I feel scared of almost giving it a perfect 10. So I will go with an 8.5, just 0.5 lower. Just to make me feel a little more comfortable. All right. In that, in that decision. Uh, <laughs> Did you like my note about, oh, well, now we've got some greys with guns helping out Perry? <laughs> yes, I did like that. The greys are here. They're not really here, though. 
But no, are they? They're, pro- they're, more, they're more cellophane wrapped. I feel like the greys are underground at a bunker somewhere with the reptile men. They they might be. And the, the Lemurians up in Mount Shasta. Yep, somewhere over there. But anyway, that's a different podcast. <laughs> um, so these... these uh, Crystal people, they, what are they called? The cryons. Cryons, so almost crayons, but not really. <laughs> yeah, right. And I believe we have one named Flast, who is hanging out with the doctor. Yep. Uh, and then we have Rost and Varney, which is that's probably not how you say it. It's probably Varn. I don't know. Know what I mean, Varney? Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> they, they are with Perry. Yes, uh, to which I have Perry and the Bubble People on a Robert Palmer music video set. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yes. And th- their hand motions drove me up the wall. Oh, they were amazing. They I probably just, just said, I, "Act with your hands." hands moving. And I'm and I'm gently touching you. It's kind of like they look kind of like. Remember when um, Mr. Burns on The Simpsons? Yes. Oh, kind of tripped out and is starting to like trip balls and 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 he's like walking around and he's like glowing a little bit. Hop in the spruce moose. Yes. Yes. Oh, and that's you're talking about me. when Mulder and Scully were actually on the X Files. Oh, on the on the Simpsons. Yeah. Or yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes, on the Simpsons. Yes, that's right. Yeah, eh. that's the one I'm thinking of. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, back when that show was funny. <laughs> Yep. So we're on Telios, and I didn't even I didn't te- or Telos. Sorry, there's no I in there. No, Get there gri- is no I in Telos. We're on to <laughs> a team. Yeah, they are a team. They're all Cybermen under one control. That's true. Uh, Telos. So this is where I found out that we our our uh, B and C story were actually uh, one whole story. Yes. And um, we find out the Cybermen need time travel so they can stop Mondas from being destroyed. And uh, I think who's who's up top? It's it's um, uh, it's the two guys who are somewhat cyber converted. The bald yeah. guy and the angry guy and the angry guy who we refer to as what is his? The, why can't I remember his guy? name? No, not the a uh, Litton. Litton's with them. Oh. Yeah, because they're on the surface and they're like, I think we all want the same thing. And I love that uh, one of the cyber the cyber guys is like, this is what Cybermen do to you. And he's like, they give you little, strong, tiny robot hands. <laughs> he has like a doll's hand under there. And he's like, yeah. man, like squeezes his hand. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense with the glove you just took off. Right. Oh, well. And we find out that uh, Earth needs to die for Mondas to survive. That mm-hmm. sounds like an 80s wrestling catchphrase. Sure. For a pay-per-view. Just take my yeah. word for it. I will. And we find out they're going to use Haley's Comet as their yeah. bomb, which is also, it's just like, oh, this is crazy. That's kind of an exciting one. And the doctor's hanging out with Flast in this room, and she's being, that's the other thing about about these these three I I couldn't tell if they were being condescending or not. Yeah. Which I was like, are they being condescending or what's happening? I'm not. It's, yeah, just the hand motions and the talking and, you know, and when they're hanging out with Perry, I'm like, okay, they're really putting their hands all over her. I'm like, I swear there's like a really not safe for work fanfic. That oh, yeah. This way. I'm sure it's, it's, it's there somewhere. Rule 34. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So in this room, the doctor 
kind of puts it together that the Time Lords have sent him on this path to mm-hmm. fix this because they're trying to change change uh, the past or the future. They're just trying to t- change the timeline, and that's that that can't happen. So, it, and I love when he. <laughs> when she goes, oh, you're a Time Lord? And he goes, yes, a rather angry one, and looks towards the sky like he's talking to uh, Gallifrey, which I thought was yep. very funny. Yep. Um, and I, <laughs> conveniently, in this room, there is a, a whole bunch of diamonds and also cocaine. Um, <laughs> and this white powder is explosive at 10 degrees above zero, which... Yikes! Could could yeah. we have uh, maybe bumped it up thirty degrees? It's it's apparently pretty cold there, so yeah, ten degrees is fine. Whatever. I mean, you just put it outside the room, and it would just explode immediately. I feel right. Um. Well, yeah, that's kind of what they do. Is <laughs> Cyberman comes up and goes, "Uh, there. What's that? Kablam!" Yes. Yeah. Basically. Um. The Cybermen have caught Lytton again. Yep. And uh, I think this is when we put the cocaine outside the door and the Cyberman's like, oh, I need me some of that. And uh, he, uh, it gets caught onto his hand and he, his entire body just explodes. Like, in, it's like going up his arm, which I thought was yeah. pretty cool. Yep. So he it's like, it real good. oh, this stuff is pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And... So the cyber cybermen, the cyber controller is—it's not the cyber control, cyber leader. Because, but we do find out the cyber controller is still alive somewhere. Yeah, just not—we don't get told where. He's just alive. Uh, I loved the aggressive hand holding by the cybermen. To Dude. Uh, this was yeah, this was also another like somewhat graphic scene where it's like you'll tell us where it's going on. He's like, I ain't gonna tell you nothing. And then they squeeze his hands until they basically bleed. They literally like smashed his hands. And I'm like, I, I, I get that the show doesn't show blood much, but dang. yeah, like they cut back and it's his, his hands are, it's just, they're bleed. They're just yeah. bleeding all over the place. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap. And they just, uh, they're like, well, time to ready him for cyber conversion. Well, when you damage the original parts, yeah. yes, I guess you have to replace them. Basically. Um, the doctor leaves and he meets back up with Perry and the rest of our uh, diamond loving friends. <laughs> uh, but um, the oh man, I had her name. Uh, Flash stays behind because she can't leave the room or she will basically melt. Yeah, apparently the cryons uh, need very cold temperatures so in the, order to survive. <laughs> Otherwise, they turn into like the Wicked Witch of the West and melt. Yeah, so I am half cryon, basically. It, you and me both, dude. Or like a quarter cryon, possibly. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they they find her in the room, and they go, when did the doctor leave? And she goes, I do not have any measurement of time. <laughs> and I just said, oh my god, someone get her a watch, please. Oh, yes. My, my note was, Cyberman. Bubble lady, what time is it? <laughs> Bubble lady says, "Time for me to get a watch." Yeah, basically, time for you to get a watch. And she, they also, basically I'm melting. Let me cover myself. Yeah, they but just basically watch her melt, which is yep. they're like, whatever, who cares? <laughs> um, and there we have the three other people besides Litton, and they're trying to get to the. They're basically trying to get to the spaceship and get out of there. And yep. they, one of the guys. 
touches the the wall he feels like will open. Uh, it does not. It electrocutes him. And then the door opens and Cybermen just blow all three of these dudes away. Yep. That's the point in the writing where it's like, well, what are we going to do with these guys? Um, they did. Kill them. They did. They did. Um, the I feel like, the, is this around the time where the doctor um, finds out that Lytton actually was working with the cryons? And then he finds out that Lytton has been captured by the Cybermen. He's like, no, we have to go get him. It, pretty much, yeah. So it's it's like, man, we're really trying our hardest to humanize this doctor after Twin Dilemma. <laughs> that is true, yeah. And there and there's so much I think going on at this end of the episode, or the end of the story here, basically, that I I, I felt watching it that some of that um that emotion in the doctor going oh wait i was wrong about Lytton." yes um at first gets lost it kind of comes through a little stronger at the very end but just at first when he's like oh wait no hang on i was wrong i gotta go help him um you know i i kind of miss that just because there's literally so much going on at the end of the story here yeah. Um, so that I think overall kind of lessened it. I think if they had edited it a little bit differently, they could have kind of ramped that up a little stronger. But yeah. So the doctor um, lands the TARDIS on the Cyberman space fleet, uh, which he apparently just does not disguise the TARDIS at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, well, never mind. And he finds uh, Liberman. <laughs> uh, get it? Get it? Uh, and he's, you know, currently being converted and he's like, leave me doctor. And he's like, no, I had it all wrong. And he's like, you can't fix this. And he's like, don't tell me what I can and can't fix. John Locke, (laughs) John, John Locke, the doctor. (laughs) And yeah, don't tell me what I can and can't do. And he's trying to help him, but, uh, you know, the Cybermen end up getting in there and I just, I have a note here that's just like, man, I really love the old Cybermen just because it's man in suit mm-hmm. and it's just so, it's like the newer Cybermen, yeah, they were they were dudes in there, but they looked more robotic. These guys just yeah. look like people wrapped in in tinfoil. Well, yeah, and there's there's an earlier part where um, you know, uh, the, the, the two mutiny guys, the two rejected Cybermen where they like knock another uh, uh, Cyberman's oh, head yes. off. Oh yes, and they and they, and they basically steal his suit. And I'm like, wait a second! I thought it was a cyber conversion. Are we just like cheaping out and being like, well, we're not going to really convert you, but here, put on this jumpsuit. Yeah, I'm like, hang on, that doesn't fit with. Oh, there's oh anyway. There's also a scene where the doctor opens a like a an old Cyberman's face. Yes. And I'm like, there should be a face in there. And there's totally not. No, it's just a distress. Crystal or something. Yeah. It's very strange. Very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we end up exploding the the base. And that's pretty much how it ends. The cocaine explodes. Yes, that's right. And we, I mean, the, the thing we end on was the doctor just being very concerned that he was so wrong about someone. Yeah. He's like, I misjudged him, and he gives a look, and Perry gives a look, and the TARDIS gives a look, I don't know, and then credits. Probably. And that's about it. So, I Pretty mean, much. 
pretty <laughs> just a lot of stuff going on but i liked it i liked that there was a lot of stuff going on it, it felt uh it was cool i liked it yeah I, i'm thorough i'm thoroughly enjoyed it and i'm glad that we picked this for our last episode yeah, I've I've said many times that thanks to doing this podcast, my opinion of six has changed dramatically. Oh yeah, I yeah I uh, I mean I I never really saw anything besides I think I watched the Twin Dilemma and I was like, what is happening? And then I oh, listened to fair. some audios, but besides that, from this podcast, I really didn't. I mean, before this podcast, I didn't really have anything to go off of. Yeah, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoy the Sixth Doctor. I think he's. He is underappreciated for sure. Very much so. Absolutely agree. So Taylor, uh, <laughs> two weeks from now, yes, we are taking a break. What? Yeah, we're taking a break from these old episodes because we've got oh. we got some work to do, sir. Oh boy, do we have some work to do? Uh, next time on <laughs> Podcastica, we have the woman who fell to Earth. Yay! It is directed by Jamie Childs and written by Chris Chibnall. Dun, dun, dun. And it will be the first episode of Series 11. Oh, my God. Of Doctor Who. I'm, I'm tingling. I'm so excited. I am. Uh, I'm ready. Let's jump in head first here. Yes, 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 yes. Cannot gonna, wait. Going to be some good stuff. The triumphant return. Of Heck our doctor. Yes. But until then, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Apex Buddha. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and also Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Give us the old five stars or a more. No, give us five stars. Hey, do it. It honestly. It helps us get noticed more. There's a lot of Doctor Who podcasts out there. Yes, there are. And we appreciate that you take time out of your week or day to listen to this little podcast. Indeed. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud.com slash the NOTLG. You'll find all of the other podcasts there. And then NOTLG.com also has all of the other podcasts because that's where we are housed. Yep. Uh, guys, two weeks. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy the future of time and space is female. Buy it. Buy it. Wear it. Wear it during the premiere. And tweet the heck out of it. Yeah, tweet the heck out of it. Tweet us, you wearing that shirt at the premiere. And we will uh, we'll retweet it and thank you personally. Yeah. And uh, head on over to patreon.com slash notlg. Uh, donate some money. We're going to be revamping a little bit more as the weeks go on and as the calendar turns from 2018 to 2019. We've got some good stuff coming up for you in the new year. But uh, right now we're just kind of posting outtakes. So any little outtakes we have, we just post up there. They're fun. Get those for as little as a dollar. <laughs> Uh, support the Y-axis. They support us, so we should support them. Twitter.com slash the Y-axis. Facebook.com slash the Y-axis. Uh, they are on Bandcamp, the Y-axis.bandcamp.com. And they, like us, are also on Spotify. And unfortunately, they're actually going to be in town in my my neck of the woods next week. 
and I will oh, not no be here, so I cannot see them. I'm Don't. very upset about it. All right, we're signing off for the last time, and the next time you hear us, we will be talking about the brand new season, the brand new Doctor, the brand Never new everything. Oh, it's here, though. It's here. I know. I'm so excited. The Woman Who Fell to Earth is our next episode, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. Good night. We're recording words. Words. Into this thing. What thing? Even here? What's going on here?